Welcome to Shit My Soul Says, a podcast about all things woo. I'm Jillian. And I'm Rosalie. And we are obsessed with anything having to do with alternative spirituality. And we want to share our obsession with you. Because woo is fun, but it's more fun with friends. I'm a reincarnation coach and energy worker. And I'm a practicing witch. So we've been around the woo block a time or two. Mm-hmm. Each episode, we will be digging into a different topic, from tarot to third eyes to energy healing. We'll share our personal experiences and offer you practical advice for your own practice. So whether you're new to all of this or queen of the pagans, that's me, (laughs) everybody is welcome. No witch card needed. This is inclusive woo. We just want to laugh with you, learn with you, and talk about some woo shit with you. So let's do that. Let's talk about shit my soul says. Hi, Jillian. Hi, Rosalie. I think it might be time for the weekly woo. The weekly woo. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Why don't you tell our listeners what the Weekly Woo is? I would love to. So the Weekly Woo is when we talk about some woo shit that we've gotten up to over the past week, or that's happened to us, or that we swam through, or that we ate, or it became a a part of our lives somehow, and we share it with you. (laughs) I, I hate to say it, but I'm not sure I've ever swum through any woo. I think I have. Well, there you go. <laughs> I think I have. That's not my weekly woo, but I think I have. Okay, well, what is your weekly woo? Okay, well, my weekly woo is not as exciting as something through woo, <laughs> um, but it's actually, it's work-related, so very appropriate for what we're talking about today, um, mm-hmm. and it kind of is like building on other weekly woos. Anyway, uh, it's just been really fun getting up to astrology at work. So, you know, we've talked in the past about, like, how you can use astrology as, like, your gateway drug at work, your your gateway (laughs) woo at work, rather. So I have. So me and my boss are both Aries. Mm -hmm. And so it's a handful with the two of us. (laughs) And then I'm on a project that's another Aries. And like, as soon as we met and she found out I was an Aries, she's like, oh, we're going to get along. I I think I've shared that one before. But so we've got this other person on our team who's not into that kind of stuff at all. And um, anyway, so didn't know how he was going to take to like astrology talk. But we've been educating him about astrology and what his sign is and found out his wife is an Aries too. And we're like, oh, you've got a handful. And as he was like, so then we were all talking through it, me and my boss and him. And he was just like, oh, yeah, that does fit her. I was like, (laughs) yes, we've got astrology in the house. I mean, like we first level we're the first level they'll just keep climbing um and then also we have slack at my work and there was an astrology slack channel which i joined of course and it was like dead and then somebody joined in and was just like oh i found this channel i'm excited so it's like yes let's talk about astrology so then we all had to go and talk about our rising signs and our our you know moon signs and our sun signs and then it then the, and then the channel went flat but i was really Aww. excited <laughs> for the ray of sunshine that it provided for a moment so that's adorable that's my weekly woo that's how i've gotten up to woo it, that's the woo i've swum through in the past week <laughs> what about you rosalie what woo have you been up to well, I've had a couple of woo snacks. <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> so one of them was interesting. I needed to talk to a doctor and like a telehealth thing. Oh, yeah. And we were talking about mental health stuff because I was calling to get a refill on some of my psych meds. And, you know, I was talking about how I'm doing some like really deep work in therapy. So, you know, I'm pulling up stuff. And so I'm experiencing maybe more depression and anxiety than I would have but it's not because my meds are wrong. It's because I'm doing the deep work. Yes. Like I feel mentally strong enough to start doing some of the deeper work. And she was like, oh, I've been doing that in my therapy too. And you know what? I just really feel like 2022 is the year of healing. Oh. Right? And then she kind of had this moment. She was like, wait, I can't talk about this with the patient. <laughs> She was like, then for us, because we're both we're, we're we're both working on healing. But it was clear like she had this like woo sort of global. We are all one perspective. And then she had to rein it in. Oh, I love that. I'm looking forward to the day that it doesn't have to be reined in. I know. I don't think it's going to be in this lifetime, though. <laughs> You never know. You never know. But that also matches up with my favorite Lee Harris. Remember what he said. I said this I know. in the past. Healing is accelerating. I know. And that's why I was so excited to tell you about I'm it. I'm excited to hear it. <laughs> um, my other weekly woo, because this time I got to. You go. Is that earlier this week, one of my neighbors asked me to come over and help deal with a little potential haunting situation. Oh, fantastic. So I was like, oh, <laughs> Rosalie Forrest, paranormal <laughs> investigator. <laughs> I love it. I can see the logo. <laughs> right? I don't feel like it's ethical for me to take money for dealing with paranormal hauntings and entities and stuff for various reasons. So I couldn't do it as a job, but I kind of want to do it as a job. I don't understand why you wouldn't see that as something you could take money at. People do. I know, but it's because, I don't know, it's just there's so many unethical people out there who do that. Mm. And, you know, when I went to her place, it was just so minor, like the thing that it was just such a tiny, tiny thing. And I was like, oh, you have to do two things and then you'll be fine. And I was like, I would feel terrible if somebody were paying me. And I was like, you're ghost free. <laughs> there's nothing here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I would pay you. Or maybe you could do a barter. Maybe you could do a trade. Maybe a sliding scale. Yeah, there you go. Or donation. <laughs> like whatever you right. feel like this is worth to you. Happy to take yeah. it. Uh, that makes me feel better than like, hmm, it's going to be $800, yeah. please. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally get that. <laughs> well, that's actually a good segue to our topic. <gasps> that's right. Our topic is? Is work. Yes, jobs, career callings taking money to do stuff <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> hopefully you're making money doing stuff <laughs> an exchange of money for your time energy and expertise exactly i like that so before we get into that shall we do an ad break let's do an ad break so listeners listeners we love you. We really do. And we love doing this podcast. We really do. 
And it turns out that making a podcast costs money. Yes, it does. With hosting and websites and taxes. Even when (laughs) you make no money, you still have to pay taxes, it turns out. (laughs) So, so we were kind of hoping that we wouldn't have to be doing this this season, but... If you like our show, which we hope you do, since you're listening, we would love it if you, first of all, would subscribe to us on whatever podcast listener you use, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Mm -hmm. and tell your friends about us. Yes, put the word out there. Help us grow our audience. If you head on over to our website, shitmysoulsayspodcast.com, you can sign up for our mailing list and get notified of new episodes and other things that we get up to. Yeah, and you can also link from our website to our Ko-fi site. Yes. And on Ko-fi, you can give a monthly recurring subscription or you could just do a one-time donation. Yeah, you can go ahead and buy us a cup of coffee. You could pay for hosting for a month. It's $19 a month. You could pay the minimum amount of taxes for us for a year, which is $150. Whatever your heart desires. Exactly. So no amount is too small except for whatever like the minimum is on the website. Yes. Because <laughs> we don't have control over that. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, if you have $5 right now, great. Yes. Everything is appreciated, no matter yes. how big or how small. So far, we are not making any money off of this podcast. So we're not asking to fill our pockets. Nope. We just are asking to kind of get some of the energy back that we've put into the world and help us sustain the work that we're doing. Exactly. Because we love it. And we love you. And we love you. And remember, it's not the size that matters. It's what you do with the counts. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Uh, we're not cutting that. <laughs> said it's like yeah and we will make good use of your donation thanks for listening to us ramble and now back to the show here we go welcome back from that tasty little ad break you just munched on (laughs) (laughs) and you know so we said we're talking about work today or career or calling or whatever you want to use whatever term you want to use and we have Mm -hmm. a lot to say about it to be honest We sure do. And that makes sense, honestly, because it's something that such a large percentage of the population has to deal with. And it's such a large percentage of our time. Exactly. If you're particularly if you're working like 40 plus hours a week that in my case, it is my life. Yeah, my job is my life. I just cram everything around the edges of my job (laughs) is how I live my life right now. I'm not sure if that's admirable or sad. It's not admirable. Do not put that up as something to admire. We need to we need to break that reality. Agreed. Agreed. So let's go back in time. Let's, st- let's, let's start at the beginning. I'm traveling back in time. I feel like I'm on Wayne's World. <laughs> well, that was kind of what I was going well, for. Perfect. Then you nailed it. <laughs> Congratulations. So, yes, so going back to like when we, how we used Woo, when we were picking careers or picking jobs or finding jobs or coming to jobs is like the beginning. Okay. The beginning. The beginning. And in the beginning, there was Jillian. There was Jillian in the beginning and she was a a child. (laughs) This is the first time I used Woo in relationship to career. 
I remember I was about five years old, I think, maybe six. Oh, wow. Yeah. We are way back. Yeah, I told time. you we're going to go back to the beginning. <laughs> and I had a dream. And like, if you know me at all, you know, I'm really into my dreams. Mm-hmm. And in the dream, I was walking a red carpet event. Oh. And it was like the Oscars. It wasn't like the Oscars. It was the Oscars. And I woke up and I was like, that's it. I'm an actress. That's the future. <laughs> I'm an actress. And it literally was that moment that I decided I was going to be a famous actress. Right, like a famous Hollywood star. Yes. And I will tell you, I did not let go of that dream until I was in my mid-20s. Everything in my life, and it was so hard because like, I know I'm going to be a famous actress, but I'm only in third grade and there's (laughs) nothing I can do about it because my mother was not a stage mom. Um, So so, like actually probably for the best. (laughs) I know, but then I could have realized my dream maybe a little bit sooner or become a drug addict, one of the two. (laughs) Or both. Or both. Uh, But yes, so it wasn't until eighth grade that I was able to start doing acting. So can you imagine like, that was eight oh. years that I had to wait, that I had to carry that burning ember of a dream inside of me, a literal dream and a figurative dream. That makes me sad for little baby Jillian, because, like, when you truly are so excited about something as a kid, like, wouldn't it be great if your parents encouraged that? Yes. Not not like, oh, you've got to go be on Broadway and go to Hollywood and you have to be in commercials and you have to do this, but more like oh, this is an interest of yours. Let's get you enrolled in some acting camps or classes. completely agree. That's why I am – that's very much my perspective when it comes to kids. Like if you have an interest, let's support it. I mean, instead I was taken to gymnastics and piano and none of that panned out. Uh, (laughs) But like I stuck with acting for year after year after year. I could understand if it was something I was interested in for three months that maybe – but like literally – eight years later, and I'm still trying to find out how to get into acting. So yeah, it was definitely a a career path I had to forge on my own. Hmm. Yeah. Poor baby Jillian. It was baby Jillian's dream. And it was a a real, and that's a whole nother podcast that isn't related (laughs) about how that dream died. Um, (laughs) It was a very slow and painful death, to be honest. Because it's hard because it was like part, it was such a huge part of me for so long. It was hard to let go and realize that like that phase had ended. Yeah. Yeah. So that is one of mine. You know, it's interesting because I did not have anything like that as a kid. I mean, I wanted to be everything from a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader when I was little to a doctor, to an actor, to a rock star, to um, a marine biologist, which I don't even like fish. (laughs) (laughs) Do you like the ocean? It's okay. (laughs) Yeah, that probably is good that you didn't pursue that career. I mean, I like the ocean, but I'm not like, oh, let's go explore the depths. I'm like, no, there's seaweed (laughs) down there and sharks. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. (laughs) I went through everything and I had a million different majors in college in my head, right? We didn't have to declare a major. That's right. So it was just like, oh, I'll just do whatever. And oh, I want to do this major and this major and this major. So I really had a lack of focus. Mm. And that continued after college when I started working. And I didn't use Woo for that until I was really at the end of my rope. 
I was in a job that I was truly miserable in. And I had a boss who, he was a nice human being, but he wasn't a good boss. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. That happens. And there were a bunch of layoffs that happened at my job and I wasn't one of them, but he was like, hey, just so you know, you should have your resume prepared. Well, at least he gave you a heads up, but. Well, yeah. But then I quit the next day. (laughs) (laughs) So you're like, that's all I needed. Peace out. I was, I was young and didn't realize that if I got laid off, I could be eligible for unemployment and severance. Yeah, but it was right before the economy crashed. So I was able to get a job within like a couple of weeks. Okay, good. But anyway, so I was just like I said, I was completely miserable in that job. I had zero direction. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I was so upset with my life Mm. that one night I just reached the end of my rope and I was like on my knees and I held my hands out and I said, goddess, please help me. Please tell me what it is that I need to do with my life. And no matter what you tell me, I will do whatever it takes to make that happen. Mm. As long as you make it crystal clear. Nice. And I went to bed And in the morning, I woke up with a single thought, which was, I have to become an acupuncturist. Fascinating. Right? So I did. You indeed you did. That's how we met. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I was there. (laughs) Yeah. I'm glad I was there to remind you about that. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, I guess I could talk about the first time I used Woo as an adult. So as I... I mentioned, right, I I was going to be this famous actress, and then things kind of crumbled apart in my 20s. A lot more of a story to it. But in the end, I was lost. And it was so hard for me because, you know, you talked about earlier, like you wanted to be all these different things. Well, for me, I always wanted to be an actress. So as I encountered friends in high school that didn't know what they wanted to be, like, I didn't understand that at all. I had no Mm. concept of what it was to not know what you were going to do with your life. Sure. I was certain. And I remember doing this um, acting exercise in college because I went to university for acting. And you had to do this whole like you were born and then you had to have an entire like life span in like, you know, that two hour class. And you you, (laughs) just acting, right? So you do this. I just thought, how much money are we paying to pretend we're being born right now? (laughs) And anyway, in that pretend life, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And it was the first time I felt that feeling of being lost and Mm. not knowing. And it was strange. But it was also kind of prophetic because that ended up happening to me in my 20s when I realized, like, I'm not going to pursue acting. I had kind of been interested in being a psychologist when I was, you know, younger, too, you know, on the side of being an actress. I had other little thoughts. So that was always kind of in my head, too, as an option. But I didn't know. Like, I also had been into writing, too, if that was something I wanted to pursue. Anyway, I just remember this one moment. I'm walking. I was working at the University of Washington in a job, just a regular old (laughs) job, and was thinking about going back to school and what I was going to study. And as I was walking around the campus, I passed by the Department of Psychology sign. There was a sign. And, like, Mm -hmm. there was something about the sign that like had an extra pow to it or some energy to it or something. It was like, that's it. I'm going to be a psychology major. You literally saw the sign. I literally saw a sign. And so then I went and studied psychology. As you know, 
I did not become a psychologist. <laughs> so, but as it does turn out, so I'm in HR, as it does turn out, psychology is one of the degrees that qualifies you to work in HR. Oh. And so I'll just move on to this next little bit about how Wu kind of steered me away. So then, right, I went into life coaching. That's where we met. I was a life coach. And mm-hmm. found like, that's not working for me either. <laughs> it just sucked <laughs> not knowing what I wanted to do with my life. Because I had all of this energy and passion and didn't know where to put it. So I got to the end of my rope financially and had to be mm-hmm. like, I had to get a temp job because I need to make some money. Right. And it was a cr- like soul crushing day that I had to go to a temp agency because I was putting my next dream, this life coach dream, <laughs> was now expiring, was now on hospice itself. Right. And I went into this temp agency and I was like, I just want a part time job. Right. Because I'm doing this side mm-hmm. hustle. Just want a part-time job. And so they're like, oh, well, we have this job in HR. And I was just like, oh, I've never worked in HR before. That sounds kind of interesting. And (laughs) when I got that job, then I finally kind of felt at home. And so for me, the way that Wu kind of came into place there is like, you know, I had a dream, I had a sign. And then finally, I just kind of went with the universe's flow. Like, I just feel like the universe carried me to HR because ever since I've been in HR, I love it. I love Mm -hmm. it. It combines, you know, helping people out with some of my technical skills. So awesome. That's my little woo journey to ending up in HR. And who knows (laughs) where it's going to take me next? Because these things still percolate. Acting still percolates in me and the life coaching still percolates in me. Like there there are things that I still have to give. And I'm just at this point, I'm just kind of letting it out to the universe to be like, you let me know what you want me to do and I'll do it. In the meantime, I'm getting a paycheck. (laughs) You know, it's it's funny because that ties in really well to my experience with really struggling with failing at what I viewed as my calling. Yeah. Yeah. So I struggled as an acupuncturist, which I know you're familiar with because Mm -hmm. it was happening while we were friends and becoming business partners in another venture. And I had this complete, like, catastrophic failure of all of my income streams all at once. Mm. So my private practice space that I was renting, I was told suddenly by the person I was renting it from, this is your last week, get your stuff and go, because she was no longer going to be available to rent that space to me. And I was also working at a community acupuncture clinic, and my hours got cut in half, Mm -hmm. and it didn't pay that well. So I was only working 10 hours a week. And I had gotten a whole bunch of sub shifts for other acupuncturists, like three different acupuncturists, because as soon as my business tanked. I was like, well, I got to do something. And it was just one after the other. They all canceled their plans. I mean, it was just like, bam, 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 bam. And I was like, what am I going to do? And like, I was just so perplexed. I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to do. This is my calling. My goddess told me to do this job. Yeah. And now it's literally falling apart. What do I do? It was just this really scary time. And I was just like, okay, I'm putting my trust in you, universe. What do I do? And within a couple of days, I got an email from a woman that I had met a couple of times. And I had worked very tangentially at the same company with her boyfriend. And she was like, hey, 
do you need a job by any chance? Wow. <laughs> it's like, what? As a matter of fact. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I was just going through my LinkedIn connections, trying to find somebody that I thought wouldn't suck to work with. Because <laughs> <laughs> we need to hire somebody immediately for this job at the community college I work for. And so it was originally intended to be just a temp job, and I jumped at the opportunity, and I had to do an interview, but it was kind of a, well, you're going to do this because we don't feel like actually going through the whole process because we won't find anybody for months if we do that. And I just got a job, which I stayed at for five years. Yeah. Temp jobs can do that to you sometimes. <laughs> and it turned out to be, in many ways, bl a blessing, and in many ways, a not so great experience, but I learned a lot. Yeah. And the universe was like, hey, acupuncture turns out is not the right job for you. Yeah, exactly. You know, but it's, it's something people don't talk about very often, right, is dreams that die. And how to deal with that, right? right? Like we we get, I mean, particularly in this in the United States, we just get so drilled into ourselves about have a dream, have a dream, go after your dream, chase your dreams. You need to go after your dream. And what happens when you do and it disintegrates on you? Like I yeah. remember like this poem from third grade. It's like stuck in my head. And it was, um, and we were doing it as a calligraphy project. Hold fast to dreams, for when dreams die, life is a broken-winged bird that cannot fly. Oh. Yeah. And remember that point, I was hot in my acting. Like, I'm going to be a famous actress. And like, <laughs> so anything that had to do with dreams, I don't know why, but that poem just resonated with me. And it's still something that I think about. Like, mm -hmm. is my life a broken-winged bird? I don't think so. I don't either. But... I don't know. It, it's just, it's so empowering and impassioning when you have a dream and you're putting your energy into that. But yes. just because you have a dream doesn't mean it's easy. Nope. And doesn't mean the first dream you have is the final dream. Sometimes you need to have dreams that gear you up for the next dream. Right. Well, and then there's also the, the issue of when you achieve a dream, or when you, when you get to that goal and you you accomplish it, sometimes it just feels empty at the end. Mm -hmm. Like I've worked so hard and I've reached this pinnacle, but being at the pinnacle isn't actually all that exciting. I want to go up to another yeah. pinnacle. Yeah. And you know, I don't know, for me too, part of it is kind of about motivation, right? Did I really mm -hmm. want to be an actress or did I want the adoration? And when I stopped <laughs> wanting the adoration, then maybe I stopped wanting to be an actress. Sure. And also for like life coaching, I wanted to be a good person. Like I wanted to do something that helped people. But did sure. I actually want to do coaching? Right? Mm -hmm. I, I, don't know. I don't know. Well, and for me, you know, when one of the things that I was really excited about with acupuncture was that I was like, I can be my fully woo self. Yes. And have it in, in like this nice, scientifically mm -hmm. proven package. Mm -hmm. Legitimized. It legitimized. And I was a very good acupuncturist, but it was a problem for me in a lot of different ways, which I'm not going to go into. But when I was, again, at the end of my rope, because my calling, as I believed it to be, had fallen through the cracks and just completely disintegrated. And I was like, goddess, Why? Why did you have me become an acupuncturist? And the response I got was so that you would know that you 
don't have to be an acupuncturist. I remember that. I know. The most effed up thing, honestly. (laughs) I mean, it's good. Like, after it took me a while to, like, get it. I was like, okay, get it. But, like, it's so, like... The universe has a sense of humor. It took me years yeah. <laughs> to understand it. And also, like, that statement made me lose my spirituality for a long time. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, that's just fucking bullshit. Clearly, the universe doesn't understand money and student loans. <laughs> well, you know, you make a good point, too. Like, when, you're, when your career is in, tied up with your spirituality, right? Mm-hmm. And that goes away or gets damaged, your career or your calling. Like it for me and for you, it ended up damaging our spirituality as well, right? Because yeah. like it got tainted because they're so enmeshed with each other. It took a long time for us to heal. I mean, it took both of us years. Years. Years to heal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But here we are. Living our spiritual lives. Yes. And, you know, for me right now, it's com- it's a little bit compartmentalized clearly because I work a day job like HR and I do Mm -hmm. and I have my spirituality and I still feel like I don't know if I'm going to be doing HR till I retire or if I am is there some other manifestation of the work I'm supposed to be doing I don't know or you know maybe what's going to happen is like Melanie Linsky is going to look for talent that could be her sister. <laughs> because here's the thing. This is actually a good point. So she's my doppelganger. Melanie Linsky is my doppelganger. Ever since we were in high school, people are like, you look just like the girl in – what was the – she was – her first movie was Heavenly Creatures, um, mm-hmm. which she was, uh, I think she was a murderer. I never watched it actually, but like from her <laughs> first movie, everyone's like, you look like just like this chick. And I do. And so it's really <laughs> weird, but it's really weird, like watching her on anything. Cause I'm like, that's me. And that's also kind of what I think, like maybe she was born exactly one month after me on May 18th, mm-hmm. same year. And I think maybe, like, maybe she's my split soul, because apparently that's a thing, that you can have your soul in two different places. Like, so I just think she's the one that pursued acting. Like, she got the acting, right? She got to do that dream. So I, that's why I'm over here being, like, the day in a life kind of person. So, Melanie, if you ever want to know what your life would have been like if you hadn't pursued acting... Just give me a call. I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> I'd be really interested to see how the two of you got along. Yeah, me too. It'd be it'd be <laughs> it'd be kind of a trip. I don't know. Maybe yeah. like an explosion would happen because our our two souls would be in the same room and like that's I don't I don't know. <laughs> like a sci-fi movie starring Jillian Harrington and Melanie Linsky. <laughs> Well, moving on to kind of just some day-to-day job stuff. Yeah. That's the big, heavy career calling stuff. Right. Like, And that is that is an important thing because sometimes to pick a career or a job, you just go with what the universe presents to you. And other times you work really hard to get somewhere and there's no wrong way or right way to do it. And sometimes you just literally fall into it, like happened to me, like literally something just maybe I shouldn't use literally this way because I didn't literally fall into anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's the improper use of the word literally. <laughs> um, but sometimes the universe just can set you up for something and you have no idea. And yeah. all of a sudden you're doing this new job and you would never had gone out to do this. 
Right. Yet you find yourself in it. And and so there is something, I think, to letting go and going with the flow. Mm-hmm. But listening to is this, but don't just do it just to do it. Make sure you actually enjoy doing what you're doing. Right. And, you know, it's also like just going with the flow is something that's like, well, that's really nice if you get a job. <laughs> yeah. But but if the flow doesn't lead you to enough money to live, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about getting a job for that matter. Let's. Good segue. So I've talked about this before, but I am a huge fan of this technique. So now we're going to be giving you some good techniques to use in your job Mm, situation. Yummy. I wholeheartedly believe in making a list of what Mm -hmm. you want in your job. And I've done this multiple occasions, and it is kind of amazing how much this works out. So when I first moved to Portland, I made a list of everything that I wanted, including to be on the MAX line. So the MAX is like rapid transit here in Portland. I wanted the job to be on the MAX line. And sure enough, there is a there was a stop right outside the office building. However, <laughs> I did not put in my apartment wish list to be on the max line. <laughs> so it did me no good. <laughs> but the universe is like, sure, here you go. And then the one that really kind of blows me away, and I've shared this one before, I made a list prior to my current job. And I said all what I wanted in this job. And so I was going after all sorts of jobs that had nothing to do with the job that I had put in my wish list. And I was interviewing for this job, just just thought, well, this is something I could do. And I didn't end up getting it. It was a a data-related job, and I got rejected from it. And it was soul-crushing because I'd been looking for work for a while. Mm -hmm. And then the next day, they contacted me back, and they were like, well, actually, you know what? We want to change the job. And we want to up-level it, and we want it to do X, Y, and Z. And it was amazing because what they changed the job to was what was on my wish list. Amazing. I know you've heard this story before, but you heard it again. But it's a good story. It's a good story. And that's like it underlines the idea about putting out your intention, right? And Mm -hmm. you never know how it's going to show up. And it helps when you focus that intention. Absolutely. So it's not just like, oh, I want a job and I want to make enough money to pay my bills. It's like, I want a job where I do these six things and I'm able to have, you know, this level of position and I get this exact number Mm -hmm. of dollars or more, Mm -hmm. right? Because, you know, it's like, oh, I want enough money to pay my rent. And it's like, okay, well, maybe you'll get a job where... You have enough money to pay your rent, but maybe nothing else. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Don't ask for the minimum. Yeah. Ask for your dreams. Yeah. Go have fun with it. Mm -hmm. You never know. And Jillian really likes making a list, and I do too. But one of the things I like to do is to make a vision board. Oh, yes. Talk about that. So if you don't know what a vision board is, it's where you take a piece of paper or some poster board and you collage stuff onto it. But every image that you collage onto it is something that you want to manifest. So you can do a career vision board. You can do a relationship vision board. You can do an apartment vision board or whatever. Or just like, these are the things that I want for my life in the next year to manifest. And so just having a visual representation of the things that you want can be really helpful for triggering that focus and intention. Mm -hmm. 
So I would always hang them in my room. So when I would wake up in the morning, I would look at my vision board. When I would go to bed at night, I would look at my vision board. Do you have other tips for getting jobs besides vision boards? Oh, sure. Magic. (laughs) There's always a little bit of magic. You know, for me, one of my favorite things is crystals. You do love your crystals. I sure do. And there are a few crystals that I think are really, really helpful when it comes to job-related stuff. So one of my favorites, this is one that I didn't know existed until the past couple of years, is strawberry quartz. I have never heard of strawberry quartz. And that sounds divine because I love strawberries. (laughs) It's like a deeper, richer, sort of pinkish maroon color. And a lot of times it has a lot of flash and sparkle. And it is good for helping you to figure out your soul purpose. And when I say soul, I mean S-O-U-L, not S-O-L-E, your soul's purpose. And I got a big sphere during COVID. Um, One of my early coping mechanisms was to do like online crystal sales. (laughs) So I got a big sphere of, of strawberry quartz. And during the pandemic, my husband and I both realized that we couldn't continue to do the jobs that we were doing. Mm. And we each figured out what it is we truly want to be doing with our lives right now. And I'm sure that it wasn't just because we had a huge sphere of strawberry quartz in our house, but I don't think it hurt. I don't think it hurt either. (laughs) And then for bringing in money and prosperity, a few of the stones that are really good for that are pyrite or fool's gold citrine and green jade mm-hmm. so those yeah just having them around it's like oh yeah that's a money stone and getting a nice crisp 20 dollar bill or even a hundred dollar bill and putting money stones on it mm-hmm. is a really great way to attract money into your life I like that and for an interview i say always carry a piece of carnelian on yourself mm-hmm. it gives you a lot of confidence And it also helps to make you sound more articulate. That is always (laughs) helpful in an interview. Right? Yes. (laughs) I should probably have that for these recordings, too. (laughs) Well, and it's nice to have something to kind of fiddle with in your pocket, too, you know? Absolutely. And so, you know, there's there's plenty of other things you can do. Um, Planting a seed, if you've got enough time. Right. Mm -hmm. Like planting the seed and putting your intentions into the seed and then, you know, nourishing and nurturing that seed till it grows into a plant, which would grow into your job. So, yeah, there's a lot of different magical methods. And you know what we can do? We can link to the spell workshop. Yes. Yes. In the show notes to get some ideas about casting a spell for your Mm -hmm. ideal job. That's right. I like it. And um, I do like to remind people to always do the mundane work, too. Mm -hmm. Sometimes jobs fall in your lap. Yes. Usually they don't. (laughs) So make sure you're doing all the work you need to do. Um, Like having your resume out there, posting it on LinkedIn or Indeed or whatever, you know, just making sure that you're applying for jobs. Well, and even just being open to open, right? To be open, like we we talked about in the relationship episode, being open is important. So open to recruiters that contact you. The job that I have now, the recruiter 
when he was contacting me, he was contacting me for some jobs. I was like, no, that's an entry level job. I'm Oy. not going to do that. But like this particular position that ended up becoming the position that I'm in now, it was open to it. It wasn't necessarily what I was looking for. And then it became what I was looking for. So <laughs> sometimes you just have to be open to opportunities and they um, they can take you places. Absolutely. And so can people. Speaking of people. Let's talk about people. Let's talk about people. People. Unless you're some sort of, I don't know, hermit wizard. <laughs> I kind of am a hermit wizard. <laughs> These days in pandemic times. I mean, everybody is, but yeah. you have to deal with people in your job. Yes, usually you do. So whether that's coworkers or clients or customers mm-hmm. or bosses, bosses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to know how to handle the people that show up yes. because the people that you encounter in your job are not people usually that you choose. Yeah. So we have a few little woo tidbits to help you with the people that you work with. Yes. Why don't you tell us a little tidbit? So this is a story. Of course, you know me. This is when actually my first HR job, as it turns out, the one that the mm-hmm. universe just carried me into. I had a coworker, and I think I've probably told this in a different episode, but I had a coworker and she was driving me crazy. Like she, like I needed her to do things and she wouldn't do this. Like I felt like we were in this big battle, but like Mm -hmm. we didn't talk to each other, but like I was just so angry at her and she literally was right next to me. (laughs) And so I remember going into my boss and complaining about her and wanting my boss to deal with it. Like wanting my boss to fix things. Mm -hmm. My boss was not down for that. That was not her style. So that's when I learned all about triangulation. (laughs) Ooh, tell me about triangulation. Triangulation is when you have an issue with somebody else, but you go to a third party to try to come in and fix it, right? She she was like, no triangulation. You need to have a conversation with that person directly. Yeah. So that's what she told me, and I did not want to have a conversation. (laughs) So, but I was just like, okay. My boss wants me to fix this because I've complained about it. So now I got to deal with it, but I don't want to have a conversation. So what do I do? So Mm -hmm. I decided to just start to shift the energy I was putting out towards Mm. this person Mm -hmm. that I worked with. And how I decided to do it was to first, because I was so focused on like being in this battle with her and being angry about the things that she did or did not do. I decided to just focus on what we had in common. Oh, sure. And as it turns out, she was a big Star Wars fan. Oh. And I like Star Wars. So I just kind of started putting my energy and how I thought about her instead of putting my energy into the things that she wasn't doing that I wanted her to do. I started putting it into like how we had similarities and what we were in common. And um, also maybe try to see the other side of the coin about maybe why she was other expl- explanations about why she was reacting that she way she was. And it wasn't necessarily about she was out to get me, but maybe mm-hmm. she had some other priority she was dealing with. And sure. it was amazing to me. It was a huge lesson to me because our relationship completely transformed. She went from being my enemy to being my friend. She even took me out to lunch, right? (laughs) Like we became good friends after that. Sure. And it was just simply about shifting the Mm -hmm. energy that that I was throwing at her and it shifted the way that she acted with me too. So that's the passive aggressive way to fix your (laughs) Or just the passive, no aggressive about yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say, that's more passive. It's just passive. The it's pass- not even passive. It's just 
it's taking that paradigm of we have to confront yes. these problems and shifting it and saying, I'm going to adjust how I am mm -hmm. coming across in the world. Yes. And see if that helps to resolve the problem. Yes. Because the thing that I've learned is when, and I have this actually in my current job, that there's somebody that has this like war energy that they come back and they, like anytime they talk to you, it's like they're pushing at you or trying to fight against you. My mm -hmm. reaction is I want to fight back. Yeah. Which normally that wouldn't be how, I, but with that person, I just always want to battle them. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, when you put battle energy out, you get battle energy back. Right. Yeah. And, and it's interesting, too, because sometimes you might interpret something that they say as like this huge, mm -hmm. like, oh, my gosh, or they forget about the thing that you asked them to do. And you're like, they're trying to sabotage me exactly. or whatever. You create all these stories. Right. You create stories instead of being like, this person has their own separate existence and their mm -hmm. own separate reality. And they're doing their thing. And maybe I'm not part of that equation. Yes, exactly. Except tangentially. Yeah. Maybe I'm reading, it's particularly when we communicate via email, right? It's easy to mm -hmm. read into things. Oh, yeah. But, you know, and the truth is, it's like, you know what? Even if there is something there, it probably has little to do with you and has more to do with how they feel about themselves, the day that they're having, or how they judge themselves and maybe they're throwing it on you or whatever. Mm -hmm. So the one thing that I like at my current job is we use the concept of grace a lot. We talk about that, giving each other grace. Ooh. I've never worked any place at it, but it's like a thing. It's like, you know, mm -hmm. this, we're going to give each other grace right now. I'm going to give you some grace. I know how you're, st you're starting a job right now. There's grace to be given, right? So it's really lovely when somebody gives that to you, and then it's easier for you to give it to other people. So I really like that. That really creates a culture of understanding. Yes. And space, right? Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. Yes. I'm going to kind of switch gears a little bit, still talking about dealing with people in your yeah. job. As an acupuncturist, I had to deal with people. Yes, you did. And all of their stuff. All of their stuff. And all of their stuff is laid out bare, you know, just like out there because they're saying you're a medical practitioner and I'm going to trust you. And I had a partner in my clinic. So we had, there were usually two students who worked together and she and I had a client that we were working with. We had been working with her for a while and she had a lot of long-term chronic pain and was really struggling. And she had a lot of emotional issues because of that as well. And I went into clinic every day with my energetic shields just powered up to the max, right? And I would wear rings and other jewelry to make sure that like I had every tool that I could at my disposal to deal with the people's energy. Because when people are sick and in pain, their energy mm -hmm. is not great. Mm -hmm. And my partner, my clinic partner, she came out one day and she looked at me and she's like, every time we see her, I feel like her energy just comes into me. Oh, yeah. And makes me feel awful. And so I just gave her like a quick tutorial on how to do energetic shielding. Yay. <laughs> and she was like, wait, you don't have that problem? And I was like, no, because I just have, I have shields. And after that, she didn't have a problem with that patient anymore. But that's something where it doesn't have to be a patient. It mm -hmm. could be just dealing with customers. I've worked mm -hmm. in plenty of customer service jobs, um, retail, service industry, restaurants, where <sighs> you get angry people. Yeah. And that energy, anger energy is just 
violent. It likes to come at you. Yes. And attack you. And you feel it when somebody's mad at you. It's like, oh, ow. Yeah. And so having something to mitigate that anger response or, you know, that that neediness mm-hmm. too. Because sometimes people are just like, I need you to solve all of my problems. Yes. And there's other issues that clients and patients and customers will have that they just put on you. And you didn't sign up for that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so just having energetic shields and just protection and barriers and then also cleansing. Yes. When I was doing life coaching, I would have to do that. Like I remember that was part of my routine every day as I got settled into my space, putting my shield up and then um, clearing out people's energy when they left because, you know, they're opening up to you, they're sharing with you. And even if it's totally positive intent, you can take on some of their stuff. So one of the things that I would do after a session, when I would wash my hands. Yeah. There was something about washing my hands that like helped me cleanse. Like it was like a doing a physical thing, a physical cleansing thing helped me do an energetic cleansing thing as well. Well, sure. And you have chakras in the palms of your hands you too. Yes. Plus, it helps to keep you from getting germs. It doesn't hurt. <laughs> you know, I also am the kind of person that often people will come to, or at least I have been in the past, that they'll come to to complain about things, right? Oh, yes. So they'll sit there and they'll complain and they'll complain and they'll complain. And I want to be like the supportive space, but like that complaining energy, like that gets in my crevices too. So what I will do is imagine the golden wastebasket in between me and the other person and just let their complaining energy mm. go into that wastebasket. And also do like the shielding too. Right. But Mm -hmm. yeah, I like using the wastebasket at work. Yeah. Complaining and gossip. Yes. And gossip are two things that I get sucked into really easily because I match other people's energy very well. Yes. And so I like the idea of having that that energetic wastebasket in between you and a person when it's like they're a complainer. Mm -hmm. If I talk to I like them, but if I talk to them, they're going to, you know, shit all over. Yes everybody in the office and they probably shit all over me when they talk to other people Yeah, exactly (laughs) and same thing with gossip right it's like oh yeah let's find out what's going on with so-and-so and And it's like ah that's gossip yeah it's not actually good (laughs) no no it isn't and it's and it's not healthy it doesn't actually get you any place it only poisons the waters it poisons the energetic waters at work and i used to really get into gossip and i Mm -hmm. then i was swimming in a cesspool of gossip and i was just like i am staying out of that from now on it doesn't mean it doesn't happen every now and again but like i really don't want that to be my reality because i know how Mm -hmm. it just poisons the work environment yeah it really does and people stop trusting you oh yes because there's that like, oh, if, if she's gossiping about mm-hmm. Bob to me, maybe she's gossiping about me to Bob. Exactly. Exactly. When I was in college, I worked in a department at my school and there was a director who was like an elected position. And I didn't know this because I was just a student worker, but everybody who worked there just could not stand this woman. So when it was her last day... After she left the office, everybody was like, yay, she's gone. (laughs) And the next day, they got like a sage bundle and they smoke cleansed the entire space. And they were actually like, oh, hey, you know about this stuff, right? How do we do this right? And I was like, let me show you. Um, 
But it was just like getting rid of that person's particular negative energy, the energy, the vibe of the person who's causing all sorts of problems. I even found a spray, an energy cleansing spray at a new age shop. And I remember getting that to some of my previous coworkers. I'm like, you need this stuff. Cleanse (laughs) the air here. It needs it. (laughs) And so that is something that you can do, Yeah, you know, depending on where you work, right? Like if you work at a retail environment, they're probably not going to be cool with you like smoking and spritzing. (laughs) But, you know, if you work in your own office space, you can do that. You can even just use like crystals, you Mm -hmm. know, because that's my role. That's my jam. And um, so like cleansing crystals or spraying salt water or cleansing sprays or smokes smoke cleansing, just anything to clear out that negative energy. Mm-hmm. Or even, you know, if you don't, ha- if you don't feel comfortable bringing things in or can't, um, even doing energetic cleansing. So very similar mm-hmm. to the energy workshop that we just did, where we went through your energy body, you can use some of those techniques to clean your space, right? Imagine Ooh, I being, like that. Imagine it being filled with this bright, warm light that's very cleansing or the, the pop rocks thing that can pop, 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 pop any negative energy, mm-hmm. like all of that stuff you can use on your body, you can use on your space too. You can ground your space. Mm-hmm. You can give a grounding cord to your space. You can also actually clean your space, right? Yes. So like if you work at a big company, you probably have custodians, but they're not going to go to your desk and like deep clean it and organize it for you. So it's like getting a wipe and getting your keyboard and your mouse and yes. like just getting everything kind of deep cleaned. Get those doorknobs that people are constantly touching. So literally cleaning. Yeah. I love, I always love doing that because there is something that you're literally cleaning. And I think you're doing energetic cleaning as well. At least mm-hmm. I always feel like I do because when I clean, my workspace or my house, there I can feel the energy feels cleaner too. For sure. So that's about dealing with with people and the negative people in your space. Yes. So, you know, another topic that is important with jobs and work is when you have tasks that are part of your job that are difficult. Yes. Or stuff that you just really don't like to do. Yeah. So I get performance anxiety sometimes sometimes Mm -hmm. really badly. Uh, I don't get it for like a podcast. (laughs) So don't worry about that. (laughs) But uh, but yeah, I mean, like seriously get like shaky and can't think and feel sweaty and all of that. And sometimes I have to give presentations like I have to give presentations to the president or the leadership team. Mm -hmm. And I'll use woo to help with that to help me get through those time periods. So I'll ground myself Mm-hmm. And then I also like to fill up with some red energy because red is like my color and from mm-hmm. it feels really powerful to me. So I'll sure. fill up my space with red energy to help me feel powerful and confident. Don't you like to do a like Wonder Woman pose? I too? like to do the Wonder Woman pose too. Yes. I'll do that for <laughs> interviews as well. The Wonder Woman pose. Um, yeah, because there is definitely something about your physical body and it's actually been scientifically proven if I understand correctly. <laughs> But, you know, there is something about the the space that your physical body holds affects your emotional body, right? Affects your Mm -hmm. emotional and energetic body. So if you stand and carry yourself in a way that's confident, you then become 
confident, which blows my mind, but I love it. So yeah, doing some sort of pose that makes you feel powerful while also filling up with red or gold or whatever color empowers you. Yes. Can be really, really helpful. Yeah. And conversely, if you have if you have job duties that maybe you need to calm down, right? Mm -hmm. Like maybe you're maybe you're dealing with sick people or people that are upset or whatever, you can bring in a nice lovely blue color to help you kind of calm down. And I have no problem giving presentations, but talking on the phone Mm. (laughs) or even just leaving a message. So For me, like I do mundane stuff too, but I'll do like deep breathing exercises beforehand and some like tapping on my body to kind of Mm. like physically ground me in my my space. Okay. So instead of having my brain go off and be like, well, I have to make a phone call. It's like, no, I'm just right here in my body. Mm. I just have to make this phone call. And it's not that scary. So yeah. I like it. Well, that's all I have for like work duties other than sometimes I'll use my intuition to decide what to do. But maybe I'm just using my feeling of what I feel like doing. So (laughs) (laughs) it's really hard because I'm like, I have so many mundane things for like how to do the jobs that you don't want to do. But as far as woo stuff that that's that's about it. (laughs) Well, let's talk about bringing woo into the workplace. (gasps) Woo workplace. Woo workplace. Woo in the workplace. Well, I feel like you're the expert. Am I? (laughs) With your, you know, your weekly woo of, you know, talking about astrology with your coworkers and joining the Slack and all that jazz. (laughs) I joined the Slack and all of that jazz. Um, Yeah, they're certainly definitely bringing in woo uh, subtly and kind of introducing it to to the people that you work with. I know I'm referencing things I've said before, but let's pretend like you've never heard me say it before. (laughs) My favorite was like, like I said, level one, like getting people into woo, like letting them know. Um, And I happened to work at a job where my boss is actually woo as well. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up using my intuition at work. Mm -hmm. So she would talk to me about, okay, well, here's what's going on in the leadership team. (laughs) And I would be like, I'd listen to my intuition and I'd be like, that person's only going to be here. She's going to be gone for within a year. Mm-hmm. Like, I can tell you that person was, is going to be gone within a year. And sure enough, gone within a year, gone within a year. So, I mean, I didn't use it. So, like, it's not like we used it to base work decisions off of because eh, I feel that's a little, that's kind of a line right there. You got to be real careful mm-hmm. with. But at least it gave us, as I would tap into my intuition to try to get more understanding about what was coming up or what maybe the reality of the situations were, it gave us an extra perspective Mm -hmm. uh, in dealing with the situation and what some of the options are on how we could approach it. Sure. So for for me, one of the things to make work more woo Mm -hmm. is if you have your own workspace that you can come to every single day, which not everybody does have that, but make that space your own. And you can do that very subtly with crystals mm-hmm. and could have like a little spray, right? Like a little spritzer for cleansing. Anything that makes you feel comfortable and kind of reminds you about the woo world mm-hmm. without being like a giant pentagram. <laughs> And black candles, <laughs> unless you're like at Hot Topic. I don't know. <laughs> and like I had at my last job a palm stone, like a Labradorite palm stone. And that's a stone of magic. But whenever I was just frustrated with somebody or if I needed a little boost of anything, I would just take that palm stone and I would rub it. You know, I'd rub it. I'd, 
And I'd get kind your, of let that get your rub focus. on. <laughs> Look at you. Mm, fantastic. <laughs> but yeah, so just bringing that magic in. Also, however you choose to adorn yourself. So whether that's necklaces or, or clothing or whatever, that's something that is potentially an option as well. And you made me think about something that has always stuck in my head. So once upon a time, me and my family was really into watching Survivor. Okay. Don't watch now, but it was a family thing. And I just remember the person who won the year that we were watching it, she had taped an intention on her computer monitor at work that she was going to win Survivor. And she looked at it every single day. So when she won, Mm -hmm. I was like, that's why. That's why she won. (laughs) Because she had her intention that she looked at every day on her computer monitor. And uh, I don't do that, but I should. Now that I tell the story, I'm like, let me start doing that. (laughs) Yeah. Because I think, you know, you are looking at it every day. And Mm -hmm. it's a really good way to get that in front of your face. And maybe, you know, to your point earlier about the vision board, maybe it's not a phrase. Maybe Maybe it's a picture of something. Yeah, totally. It can be subtle. It doesn't have to be a whole collaged vision board. It could be maybe just a few things you're pinning up on your on your cubicle wall if you've got a cubicle wall. Or even like the desktop pattern or picture mm-hmm. on your computer monitor, yes, right? That's a great one. So something where it's just like may- maybe you associate colors with different things. You're like, I want prosperity. So I'm going to just have a nice green background. I love that. Whatever little ways you can do. It's something that if you're spending as much time as you are at your job, I think it's a great idea to bring in woo if you can. I am so inspired by that because we're now just going back to the workplace. I have mm-hmm. a desk and I'm like, how can I use my desk to power up some of the things I want to create in my life. Yes. I love that. Something else, you know, those little Himalayan salt lamps, mm-hmm. they create a really beautiful glow that, in my opinion, helps to counteract the like fluorescent lighting in so many offices. And also the ions coming off as it heats up with the light bulb help to, I don't know, do something good. I should know, but <laughs> I know they're all they're very woo, but I'm, I don't know. I don't know enough about the salt lamps to know if it's like a real thing. I don't either, but I do know that the light is beautiful. Well, you know, even if it makes you feel good, right? Yeah. I guess the last way that I can think of that I connect woo to work is I mean, I use tarot cards all the time to figure out what's going on at work. Like, oh, yeah. If I'm going to get a job. If I'm going to get a promotion, what's going on with a conflict with somebody, I'll do tarot cards all the time to get just kind of a different um, understanding or a glimpse at what might be happening. So sure. Do you feel like it is accurate? Yeah, sometimes it's kind of creepily accurate. And you know what? I've (laughs) actually not gone after jobs because of the tarot cards. You know, I do that too. Um, I've never thought about using it as like a current job situation, Mm -hmm. but like, Oh, this job sounds really good. Let me just pull a few cards and see what the cards. Oh, they say that's a bad thing. Okay. And I'll just back off from that. (laughs) And, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, you really should go for that opportunity. And I listen. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I know, even like in, in a situation where I'm in a temp job waiting to be in a permanent job, just Getting the reading from the tarot cards that it's going to come through gets me a chance to Mm -hmm. just feel a little bit more calm and settled and trust and not feel like I have to go out and try to find another job, just being able to believe in what's coming up. Yeah. So Jillian and I 
are not perfect, as I'm sure you are shocked to learn. (laughs) You're very shocked. Uh, Jillian, what do you feel like you still have to learn and how could you begin to use woo in more ways to in the work world yeah in the work world yeah so i think one of the ways that i haven't been so good at using woo with work is through money funnily enough so even like we were talking earlier about making a list of everything that you want in your job but i've put it in the money and it'll get like every single bullet point except for the money mm-hmm. <laughs> or just even getting raises or whatever like i think that's one area that I could use a lot of the techniques that we talk about all the time, whether it's crystals or spells or the energy I'm putting out. I think I have a lot more opportunity to grow when it comes to matching up money and woo. Me too. And I think for me, part of it, I think, is just that I have these mixed feelings about money where it's like, oh, well, don't be greedy. Oh, money is the root of all evil. And so there's just sort of these weird messages that come from the outside about money Mm. and then there's also the stuff where it's like money is the most important thing and Mm. and so there's a lot of conflict and so it's hard for me to get the message that's in my head and in my energy to be cohesive Mm. and so i think it's harder for me to get that intention out because I have so many conflicting feelings about it. Well, and I will say where I don't use woo like to get more money, but I have experienced the vibrational aspect of like what you vibrate at and being able to get more money. Because when I'm in a place that I'm feeling very financially prosperous and I'm putting that out there, it's just amazing how much easier it is to have more money and to get more money. And asking for an additional $20,000 a year doesn't seem like that big of a deal because that's the – and people are like, oh, yeah, of course we're going to give you that much money. There Mm -hmm. is something about getting to a place where you feel like you are comfortable and you deserve that level of energy or that level of money. Money is energy. (laughs) Absolutely. Money is energy. So it's like, like I'm watching um, some of these shows that are like about right now that are out like on Theranos or, you know, (laughs) WeWork or whatever. And it's just like the amount of money that got poured into Theranos and there was like nothing. Nothing. (laughs) And I'm like, there's all of this money in the world. Why why not give me an extra $20,000 a year? Right? If they're going to spend that much on something that doesn't even exist. <laughs> Why not just have a little bit come my way? What about yeah, what about you? Oh, yeah, so for me like one of the big things that I need to work on is just trusting that the universe and my goddess and my guides mm. have my back. Yeah. And part of that is that I did have that trust and you know, stuff happened, which in retrospect, I can look back at that and say, okay, I've learned so much from that. And there were a lot of important life lessons. And I've come back from that. But there's still this like fear of, okay, you know, let go, let goddess Mm -hmm. is the sort of the mantra. But the reality is like, oh, my gosh, if I just let go, and put my fate mm-hmm. into the hands of some higher being that maybe maybe doesn't actually want to spend all their time focusing just on me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's it's just hard. It's hard to sometimes have that level of faith. Yeah. I know for me, when I'm in the place where I do feel that level of faith, it's very relaxing. Yeah. It's nice to be able to just sit back and be like, I'm just in the in it for the ride. You take me where you need to go. 
it's also important for me to look back and be like, okay, well, when my acupuncture business fell apart, I was thrown a lifeline immediately. Mm, Yes. Right? Like the universe did not completely abandon me. It was like, okay, I'm going to pay attention. I'm going to take that lifeline. For a long time, it was very much what I needed. Yeah. Until it wasn't. And then you were able to let it go. Exactly. Yeah, I found that as well. Like things have a way of working themselves out, even when they work themselves out, sometimes in a negative way, that there ends up being something positive that comes out of it. Yeah, I don't want to say like everything is always wonderful, because obviously people go through times that it is not wonderful. Yeah. But I will tell you, I had a moment, I remember when I was had my business where I had literally no money in my checking account, and all my credit cards were maxed out. And I just started laughing. I just laughed because I like (laughs) literally had no money. And Mm -hmm. for me, it was just like, okay, well, here we are. I don't have to worry about it anymore because I'm here. (laughs) And you know what? And then, you know, and I got through it and I survived. So, right. Although I I will acknowledge that part of like, for me, that's a bit of white privilege too, perhaps, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. To know that, like, I'm going to be taken care of or things are going to be okay financially. And that was something I was going to say is, like, when you've gone through one thing after another, after another, after another, when life just shits on you and the universe seems to be shitting on you and it's like, oh, my God, what is going on? It's definitely hard, if not Mm -hmm. impossible, to feel like you have faith. Yeah. And to trust in the universe and whatever deities you believe in and the ancestors, etc. Very true. So I've had I've had some of that in my life. And it's not that bad right now, but I'm still having some trouble letting go. So for me right now, it's like, I kind of wonder if I totally trusted the universe, if it would have me exit my current job. (laughs) And I really don't want that. Like I'm holding on so tight, but I'm like, I can see that you probably think that not doing this would be better for me. Right. Right. But like, I don't want to not do this. So it's kind of funny that I'm not really trusting the universe right now. I'm just holding on so tight. Well, and that's an interesting sort of shift to not trusting the universe, right? Like Mm -hmm. the universe has something better maybe in mind for you, but you're like, it's too hard to change what I'm doing. It's too scary to let go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, and you know, and this is the way, maybe this is kind of the way I'm bargaining with the universe. I kind of (laughs) feel like the current, the current situation I'm in. So right now, and this kind of goes to like another area that I still have to learn and grow is I'm not very good with work-life balance. Like Mm -hmm. I have work-work balance. (laughs) This is what I have (laughs) right now. And it's kind of like I've shut out a lot of other parts of my life. Like I've kind of neglected a lot of my friendships and relationships because I'm just so focused on work or I'm too tired from focusing too much on work that I don't right. have anything else to give. Um, so I could see that like not doing this job would be better for me. Um, mm-hmm. But my bargaining chip I'm using too is like, I just feel like the way that this job is challenging me, the way that it's hard and difficult are important ways for me to learn how to grow. Like, I kind of feel like I need to learn how to bring balance and not that it's just given to me, mm-hmm. right? That I need to learn how to create it in the in the face of the storm. So hmm. that's, that's, that's what I'm telling the universe, at least. I'm like, <laughs> I need this. I need this. Just keep on giving me this. <laughs> because the thing I found is you could go into another job and you don't, every job has problems. Yep. And I know what these problems are. 
Mm-hmm. And I just want to stick to these problems. I don't want new problems. Yeah. I've broken these problems in. <laughs> I don't want to break in new problems. It's the devil you know. Exactly. I'm cozy with this devil. <laughs> I'm going to stick with it as long as it'll have yeah. me. And it, we're until it's t- until I'm ready, until I feel like I've gotten what I've needed out of it. Because that's the other thing, too. I guess I didn't talk about that. For me, about woo, I feel like at the workplace is really some powerful places for us to learn life lessons, right? Oh, sure. Like what we're talking about through all of this, when it talks to interpersonal relationships and those battles, like there's a lot that we can learn or about our confidence, how we value ourselves, how we value ourselves through money. Um, all of those things are how we show up. I think that it's, it's where we spend the most of our time and most of our life, most of us who have full-time jobs, it's a real, it's a rich place. It's not just a place to go to to get money. It can really be used to the betterment of our beings and our souls. And that's what I try to, that's why I try to bring that calling, that mm-hmm. calling into my job is like, let me figure out how to help people and help bring more light into the world through the mundane world. Right. Of my day-to-day job. I love it. That's my soapbox, people. You're welcome. <laughs> Mic drop. I got real passionate there. You did. It was beautiful. I got worked up. (laughs) All right. So. So. Let's talk about some intentions. Yes. Let's talk about the intentions that we made last time and what happened. That's right. What was your intention last time? My intention. (laughs) My intention was to have more time where I just like sat and just was with me. I'm guessing by the snort laugh that you did not do a good not job. Not so much. I mean, there were moments, but like, it's hard, you know, I get like, I'm in work, 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 work mode. It's hard for me to just be like, I'm just going to sit here. So I've had a few moments, but I think maybe I wasn't as successful as I had wanted to be. Okay. Well, maybe that should be your intention again this week. Maybe. Or not. What about you? What were your intentions, your intentions, and how did they play out? So my intention last time was to do what I was able to, to help with people who are struggling because of the conflict in Ukraine. Yes. And so I made a point of really focusing on that. I did a fundraiser on Facebook where... I told people that for every $100 that was donated to a legitimate organization helping Ukrainians, that I would cut off an inch of my hair. And if I got to $2,000, I would shave my head. I did not get to $2,000. No, I was like, I see hair on your head. So I know yeah. that you did not get there. <laughs> but I did raise over $850. Yay, good job. Which went to various organizations. And I just finally cut my hair yesterday and it's a because eh, eh. <laughs> part of it was that I had to cut my own hair for this. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, and then I also painted a Ukrainian flag with sunflowers picture and declared that proceeds from that image would go towards Care USA and their Ukrainian fund. Yay. And so I've put $150 from that. Fantastic. Yeah, I I really kind of focused on that because it was something that was so important to me. Mm, I love that. That is great. Hopefully, there's a time when somebody's listening to this where things have resolved peacefully. Yeah, and that we haven't had World War Three. Yeah. So what are your intentions for the next two weeks? So I have a, a new person that I'm really into. <laughs> 
But this person, it isn't woo, though. Oh, okay. It's a fitness influencer. Okay. Yeah. So I bet you're scared by that. Her name <laughs> is Natasha Ocean. Okay. And the thing about her, which you will like, is the reason she became a fitness influencer is because she noticed that there were a lot of people in fitness that were just spouting a bunch of bullshit. Mm-hmm. And she's like, there needs to be science-based fitness information out there. That's what she's really committed to. Mm-hmm. And I just stumbled across her video on YouTube, and I really liked her. And she also had a history of eating disorder, uh, you know, mm-hmm. fitness eating disorder kind of past where she overexercised and under ate. And so she's very much into intuitive eating and um, like intuitive living, too, and just listening to your body and all of that. And for me, the way that I've always dealt with food is, you know, very much a diet mentality or like, I can't have this and I'm going to be hardcore about that. And it's very rule based. Mm-hmm. And same with my life as well, not just in food, but like, I have to do this so many times a week, and I have to have this structure. And she just, you know, she does these videos where she just does like a day in the life about what she does and how she lives her life and what she eats. And it's just so what I want to be how I want to live my life, right? To be balanced and just enjoying, Mm -hmm. like eating the foods and enjoying and eating fresh food and just making choices that are healthy, but not because it's like some rule, but because it inspires you. So anyway, my intention, so I'll link to her in the the notes, but my intention is to get more of that kind of intuitive balance in my life when it comes to eating and moving and living and working all of it i love it yeah that's my intention it's a big intention it's a big one but that's why i'm saying making progress not perfection right what about you my intention i think is going to be to focus on being present Mm, that's a good one it's really easy to you know, with my anxiety to spiral off into like catastrophizing and coming up with all sorts of things that could happen maybe in the future. Mm-hmm. And also to focus on like my past and past mistakes that I've made and how yes. that's going to m- manifest again in the future. Um, but also like doom scrolling on my phone instead of being present with my son. You know, there's just so many things that I'm doing as like an escape yeah. too, instead of just being present. So I'm going to just really focus on being present this week. I love that. Yeah. That's part of my, I'm going to put that in mind too, because it's also part of like that not, I tend to watch TV too much, right? Mm -hmm. Escape from that. And I like the idea about just, it's, for me, it's about creating a world I want to be present in. Ooh, I like that. I think that's, yeah. That's what I want to do. You just gave me shivers. I love it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Well, I'm excited to check in on how it went. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> We're goofy. We're goofy. But hopefully that reached some of you all out there in listener land. Yes. Okay. On that beautiful note. On that note. Do your woo. Yes. Do your woo. And tell us, what shit does your soul say? Yes. What shit does your soul say? Bye. Bye.